Welcome to 100 Acts of Love, How to Help When Cancer Strikes. Great tips and unique ideas on what you can do to support your friend with cancer. I just wanted to welcome everybody. So grateful that you are all here. Today we are going to talk about microaggression and cancer and how those two are linked. We're going to talk about what microaggression is. We're going to talk about why we say mean things to our friends with cancer. We're going to talk about how not to say mean things to our friends with cancer. And then we're going to talk about how to apologize, which honestly is sometimes the most is is often the most powerful piece of your relationship with your friend with cancer when you said something wrong. So thank you all for being here. Super excited. I don't know if the other video worked or not, but we are now at a hundred members of this group. I launched this Facebook page, um, I think like last month, four weeks ago, three weeks ago. And so very grateful for all of you who signed on here to learn how to support your friend with cancer. Very, very grateful. I got to stop using that word. No, I don't. In the comments, let me know where you are watching from. You can tell me what state you're from. That's fine. But what I really want to know is what room were you watching this from? Were you in your car? Were you in the bathroom, bedroom, living room, kitchen? Just that'd be kind of fun to know. And also, if you like this, please share this video. Please, 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 please share this video with people because I want to make sure that we can get this message out to as many people as possible. So let's talk about microaggression and let's talk about why it is why we microaggress against our friends with cancer. So microaggression, actually cancer doesn't necessarily um, um, fit with microaggression, but we'll talk about that in just a second. So microaggression, according to the dictionary, is a statement, action, or incident regarded as an instance of indirect, subtle, or unintentional discrimination against members of a marginalized group, such as racial and ethnic minorities. Now, I know if you have cancer, you're not a member of a marginalized group. Um, I know that, you know, you're only, hopefully you only have cancer for a short period of time, although I have met people who have cancer who have had cancer for 10 or 15 years, but you know, so you don't have it for a long time, but that doesn't stop people from kind of saying some mean things to you. So that's what Mike, that's what a microaggression is. And one of the things I've found so interesting during this time from the, with, with the, with the black lives matter movement, really gaining ground and talking about cancer is the similarities are absolutely amazing, right? They really, really are. So, um, you know, let's talk about some things that people say, and we'll talk about those similarities. So what I admitted to saying to my friend one time when she had cancer was, oh my God, you look so great bald. You're going to look great bald. And it was such a mean thing to say. And here's why. One, because it completely discounted her experience of actually having cancer. And it made it seem like it was no big deal. And the parallel to that is I also had someone tell me, you're going to get this job because you're black. Right. And it completely, it completely discriminated against my expertise of who I was and what I brought to the job. They just assumed that I would get this position because of the color of my skin. So that's where the, the similarities are really similar. Um, so let's talk about other things we say. We say to people, Oh, you'll be fine. You know, Oh, don't worry about the cancer. You'll be fine. Or we say, Oh, you know, I remember someone, um, talking to a person with cancer where her friend said to her, you know, I thought that you'd be nicer since you got cancer. 
Um, because somehow being cancer, you know, um, having cancer means you're going to be nicer to people or you somehow have this, this changed outlook. Um, another, another thing is, um, another way that we microaggress against people with cancer is we often look at them like they can't do it for themselves. Like, oh, you poor thing. Like, let me just take care of this for you and then we'll move and then we'll move on and you can just, you can just thank me later. Right? So we're, we're demeaning. We, we kind of treat them like they're second class citizens. We don't think that they can do things for themselves. We forget that the people who have cancer are people first. And most of the people we have can- who have cancer, who we know, are our friends. And they were friends before they had cancer. But when the cancer diagnosis happens, we just tend to kind of feel sorry for them. We tend to think that they can't do it for themselves. We are, we, you know, we, we, we d- d- don't, don't worry yourself about that. So we're very kind of um, demeaning to, to them. And why do we do this? My theory is we do it from our own insecurities. So it's sort of the same thing with discrimination. So we do it from our own insecurities. So we feel we are afraid to say the wrong thing to our friend with cancer. We're also afraid that our friend has cancer because once someone you know has cancer, you begin to understand that you're not gonna live forever, right? I remember when Art had cancer, People asked us a ton of questions about our lifestyle. They wanted to know, did we eat organic? They wanted to know, did we exercise? They wanted to know what we put, you know, what kind of skin stuff we used on our skin. Like everyone asked all sorts of questions. Another mean thing someone said was that, oh, he has cancer because he hasn't dealt with, with, um, with his issues, with his emotional issues. And maybe that's true and maybe it's not. But the reality is, it's not for, it wasn't for her to say that about him. Um, so, so we get really afraid and when we get afraid, when I know when I'm afraid, I pull back, I pull in and I often pull away. And that's what happens is your friend has cancer and for whatever reason, and they're all good reasons. There's no good. There's all good reasons to be afraid. You're afraid of death. You're afraid of getting cancer. You're afraid of, of, of our lack of our, 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 our mortality. You're afraid of what this means loss. You're afraid of her or his loss in your life. I mean, there's all very valid reasons to feel afraid and to feel anxious. But in that anxiety, we often try to separate ourselves from the person with cancer. And that's when those means things get said. So that's why we say the mean things. And here's the trick how not to say mean things. So there actually is no one big giant trick that you can do. But here's the things that I do. The first thing is I sit and I accept the fact that they have cancer. Like I just kind of and I accept all the feelings that come up with it. Anger. I've gotten pissed at people for having cancer. I have. I've been like, how dare they? <laughs> you know, how dare they have cancer when I need them in my lives? And now they're making it, now they're threatening to leave with their cancer. So anger, disappointment, fear, hurt, um, resentment, all those emotions come up when someone tells you they have cancer. And that's okay. It really is okay for you to feel those things. So um, just feel them. That's the first thing. That's the first rule is just feel them. And then the second thing is you can, and what I, what it's actually the second thing is like one A. The, the other thing that I do, I'm a very big proponent of writing. And what I mean by writing is you guys, I have ripped journals by writing about my anger, you know, so mad that I've written it down. But once it's up and out of me and on paper, 
it loses its power. And so I'm no longer angry or disappointed or sad or fearful. And that also includes crying. You know, I am not a big crier, but when I cry, I cry. And so crying is a great way to release those feelings. All right, so then you have those feelings, so you get those out of the way. And then the second thing is to kind of center yourself and ask yourself why you want to say something at all. Some people want to say something because they want to be the martyr. They want to be the, the good friend who says the right thing and brings their friend with cancer to tears. That sometimes is the purpose of saying something for some people. And so, you know, you want to be a martyr. You want to be rewarded for saying the right thing. And if that's the case... And I mean this lovingly, don't say anything, go hang out with puppies. Like puppies will reward you all day long for saying nice things to them. So you want to kind of check in with why you want to say something in the first place. And most of us want to say something because we care. We want to show how much we care. We want to show how much, how much this person means to us. We just want to let them know that they're not alone. So that's why we want to say something. And then the third step, is to relax and just say what comes to mind. Or you can you can say all the things that I've written about before or things on my blog, but you can say simple, sweet things. You know, you can, the, one of the best things that someone said to me after Art died was, oh my God, I don't know what to say. That was really powerful because in just those few words, she was able to convey to me how heartsick she was and that I wasn't alone in feeling the loss of art, right? So you can say, I don't know what to say. You can say, I love you. You can say, you can say, I'm with you. Um, there's a rabbi, it's, it's in the book, um, there was a rabbi who said the most beautiful thing, it was at a service of a 13-year-old girl and who had been hit by a car. And what I love, what he said, it was very, very simple. He said, I'm sorry, I wasn't prepared for this. He said, what did he say? He said, um, you are not alone. I love you. Your pain breaks my heart. And that's just such a beautiful thing to say to your friend. It's just your pain breaks my heart. So it's okay to kind of touch into those feelings. And it's okay to feel sad and scared and 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 worried about your friend with cancer and you can use those emotions to get to a place where you can say something that's really heartfelt and meaningful and loving and kind so those are the three ways that you can get through that and then the last thing we want to talk about is going to talk about how to apologize because none of us i mean i'm not in this i'm not on this earth for perfection i'm on this earth for process right? For, for continuing growing process. And so, you know, what, what I remember is that I'm going to make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. I say the wrong things all the time. Me who talks to everyone about what not to say, I say the wrong things more than more often than I'd like. And so it is okay to go and apologize. And that does take a little bit of humility. And I know humility is not a word that we really like in this country in general, because we think that it means lying down on a doormat and being like, you know, so undeserving. But it's not that. Humility to me is understanding that I made a mistake and, and I'm only human. It's, it's the sense of kind of forgiving myself and understanding that, that I'm not perfect. Um, so that's what humility is for me and understanding that, that there is this kind of bigger, I, I don't know if you guys believe in God, but I believe that there's a bigger force that's going to help me do better. 
And so that's how you apologize to your friend. You can say, you know, when I told you, if you need anything, let me know. I, I realized that I was leaving it completely up to you to decide what you needed and to tell me. And I'm so sorry. That's not what I wanted to do. I want to bring you comfort and I want to be able to help you. And I, and I want to do something that's going to, that's going to remind you of how much I love you. That's a perfect apology. That's a great apology. You can say, I'm so sorry for saying, for saying, you know, be strong or stay strong because I was so caught up in, 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 in your, in, in, in trying to doing something that would make you feel better that I forgot that those kind of things aren't helpful. Right? So it's just a sincere apology that comes from your heart. Look, you all know actually inside exactly what to say to apologize. You have it in you. It's just a matter of clearing out the gunk and the ego to get to that place. Because you know exactly what to say to your friend when you said the wrong thing. You really do. You have it inside of you. You have that knowledge. Um, so that's about apologizing. So we talked quickly. We just look really quick recap. We talked about what microaggression is, and I believe that's in the first video. And then we talked about um, some more, th you know, th mean things we say to our friends with cancer. And then we talked about um, how not to say mean things to our friends with cancer. And we talked about how to apologize. Look, I can't stress this enough. Like, there's no perfection. There really isn't. And we're all kind of stumbling. You know, what is it? I think as Rumi said, we're all just escorting ourselves to the end or something along those lines. And that's what we're doing. And, and, and when you approach your friend with cancer with that kind of, um, just desire to love them up, desire to help, desire to just support them, desire to, to, to just let them know how much they matter and how much you care about them, then, then everything will be okay. Everything will really, really, really be okay. So that is it for this podcast. Um, I will be record, I will be tape, I'll be putting this up on, on my podcast next week. So I've decided, I think I'm going to do most of my podcasts here. So you guys will get to hear them first. And then the week later, they'll be out for everybody else to hear. So you're special. You really are very special. And thank you for being here. So please don't remember, please, please don't remember, please remember to share this with anybody who thinks it needs it. I'd love your feedback. If you have any comments, any questions, please leave those in the comment section. Don't forget to tell me where you're listening from, your living room, your, your bathroom, your kitchen, wherever that may be. And just thank you so much for being here. I am so grateful that you're taking the time out of your busy day to spend some time listening to me because I know that you've got a bunch of other stuff going on in your life and I just really appreciate your time. All right, that is it. Take care. You guys have a great, 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 great Thursday. Oh, um, and if you want to be on my list, because um, I'm putting a new blog post up tomorrow on 100 Acts of Love, it goes in a little more detail about what we just talked in here today. But if you want to be on the list, go to 100actsoflove.com, sign up for the free download, and then you will automatically be on the list, and you will hear about this and all the other things that I am doing to carry the message of how much you matter and how much your friend with cancer needs you. Thanks so much. You take care. Have a great Thursday evening. Bye.